Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up there, hikers? This is Andy, and you're listening to the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking, the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that takes me, Andy, a new hiker, and asks other hikers and outdoors people, how has hiking and the outdoors changed them, and how are they changing the world around them? That's right. You're listening to the Hiker Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm super excited. This week is crazy for me. This episode's going to be out a little bit early because I got to go up to Portland for a shoot with an amazing outdoor company that may or may not be named after a large river in the Pacific Northwest. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Super excited. Yeah. Shh, quiet. Anyways, um, but yes, super excited. Also, before we get going on this, I want to make sure we're thanking our sponsors, Kanaka Outdoors, Maper, Maker, Maper, Maker of the Carbon Fiber Cork Trekking Pools. Also, CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee on the trail. If you want to get 10% off either of those, Go to the links in the description of this episode. And when you check out, use the promo code Hiker Podcast on either, and you'll get 10% off either on Canuck trekking poles, the actual trekking poles. They have to be new, have to be trekking poles. And see a sense of coffee, you'll get 10% off your coffee. And also listen to the end of the show to find out how you can win a year supply of CS Instant Coffee. Also, if you like to support this show, if you like what I'm doing, you can become a Patreon. Big shout out to my Patreons, Ali, Matthew, Jennifer, Elizabeth, Maggie, Ava. Annette, Renee, Alistair, Stephanie, Mike, Danielle, Cade, Daniel, Danielle, Ren, Jacob, Tommy, and Deb. Thank you so much for supporting. If you'd like to support the show through Patreon, just go to the link in the description of this episode. And yeah, that's all the business I got for today. I just I wanted the front end of the show say, I'm so stinking grateful, beyond grateful to you all for how amazing my listeners are on this show and how supportive you've been to me. So thank you all so much. A year ago, this podcast started 50 episodes ago, and I'm so excited because 50 episodes ago, I had this next guest on. That's right. The one, the only, Elena Tip Tap Osborne, the filmmaker, the hiker, the YouTuber, the lover of peanut butter, the Kiwi from New Zealand. That's right. She just finished up a few months ago, the Te Aurora, which is also known as the TA, just like the Pacific Crest Trail, is also known as the PCT, which she hiked two years prior. Um, and she is just an amazing filmmaker, creator, and I'm inspired, and so many other hikers and creatives are inspired by what she does. We had an amazing conversation about her trek on New Zealand's trail, the TA, and what she did as far as creatively creating content for that and how she's developed as an artist and as a hiker, really great conversation. And uh, I'm so honored to have her back on the show. So without any further ado, my second conversation here on the hiker podcast with Elena tip tap Osborne. So I can't believe it has been over a year since this podcast has started and 50 episodes ago. Um, we had this this creator who, as I was learning how to hike, her videos inspired me to get on the trail that was only 20 minutes from my house on the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, 
Elena Osborne is on the show again. Elena, thank you so much for coming on and just being so cool to me in the podcast over the last year. It's just been, I can't believe it's been a year. Um, it's been amazing to see what you're doing. You've gotten another through hike and just, just welcome to the Hiker Podcast. How are you doing? Ah, thank you. Yeah, no, of course. And yeah, it's crazy that it's been that long and so much life has happened and so much in the world has changed, I guess. Um, yeah, no, so it's, it's good to be back and good to be chatting to you. How are things in New Zealand? Currently where I'm at in Southern Oregon, we're getting ready to go back on lockdowns. We're masking again, even though me and my family is vaccinated. A lot of people aren't, unfortunately. Yeah, the good old Delta, right? Yeah, the Delta variant. How, uh, when I talked last year, you guys were having like, you know, rugby games and stuff. How is it now? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. We're still still doing pretty good, eh? Um, yeah, we... We're still not uh, really vaccinated yet. I think it's just been a real slow process. But, again, we don't have any community spread. So life yeah. is uh, life very – Yeah, like everyday life is very normal. Um, yeah, no Delta as of right now, touch wood. Uh, but I say that it's, you know, normal in the day-to-day, but I think it's this very um, – it's kind of like a part of New Zealand or Kiwi nature to travel and to get off this island. And so, uh-huh. uh, yes, feeling a bit of that, eh? just not being able to um, go anywhere else, which is, I mean, there are much bigger problems in the world right now. But, yeah, I mean, as for the day-to-day, we're doing, doing, doing all right. So for our listeners who maybe haven't heard your episode, um, go back to episode two. Uh, last year um just kind of give a quick rundown of who you are where you come from and what 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 you've been up to yeah so uh i'm elena uh where i am now i'm currently residing in auckland uh in tamaki makoto new zealand and i guess the most recent thing i've done is i hiked te Araroa, uh from november to march uh, down here in New Zealand and right now I'm just kind of working on putting something to- something together from that whole experience and kind of just becoming this person who does stuff online which is uh yeah a whole big step for me including you know YouTube and um other platforms so you that wasn't a very succinct answer at all, oh. but I really tried that. <laughs> so you're, you, you've been doing a lot and you've been active on social media. And I know a lot of us are, you, you've been posting vi- videos consistently as of late, which a lot of us are, but it's like, just give us something because you're just so amazingly talented oh, at, you. at YouTube and filmmaking. And as, as someone who just loves film, um, if you haven't watched, her PCT documentary and the, the series on YouTube, go stop right now and go watch it and you'll, you'll fall in love with it. Um, and just be happy that you can binge it. While I was watching, I had to wait each week for an episode and, <laughs> killing me week after week after week. I had to have to wait for it. It was, it was like watching something on Disney plus. It was awful. Um, you, you've, you've done some amazing things. You've made some an incredible impact um, in the outdoor community. I mean, I've talked to so many outdoor creators over the last year and your name comes up again and again and really again. that's insane and as who's who's inspiring you to create who's inspiring you to get on trail i think you know luke parasol you're singing your praises the entire episode darwin 
saying your praises the entire episode he was on this show uh, you're, you're making an incredible impact uh, on so many you're just so talented and humble and i don't I want to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kiss up to you i just want to uh, you're doing amazing things and i'm so excited to have you on the show but what's that like i mean maybe being in new zealand apart from the the american hiking community maybe you don't feel it as much but what is like what's it like knowing that other creators and hikers are being inspired by your work honestly there's like you said being in new zealand i think there's such a disconnect uh firstly thank you for all of those praises um and i remember you told me about that episode with darwin um talking about me and so i listened to that episode while i was stuck in a hut uh on te araroa where we had to take a hut zero couldn't go anywhere and i was just kind of like laughing to myself so much but it's also very still very surreal and bizarre for me to hear my name being mentioned by other people um especially by other people i respect and yeah i think like i said it's there's such a disconnect i don't feel that uh i guess um recognition or per se uh it was interesting on trail this year though uh i didn't expect at all to for some like for people to uh recognize me on trail but i had a couple times with people like hey eleanor or hey tip tap um and the novelty is not uh lost on me yet so uh no it's still um, a very, very cool feeling. And I'm still, yeah, forever, um, yeah, still very humbled when somebody comes up to me, approaches me, and, um, yeah, I'm always keen for new friends. So that's hopefully what ends up happening. And you really ha- you have inspired so many um, just by your journey, by your honesty. Um, but what you put out, you really put yourself out there, um, which is um, – amazing to see your vulnerability in, in your work and your, your posts on your YouTube videos. And uh, I know we all here in high community in America really appreciate it and, and just crave more of that from creators and even inspired us to do that. Um, I want to talk a little bit though about the time you got off trail and you're back in New Zealand pandemics happening, you know, aunt jackie as you all call her closes down the country. I believe that's what you call her, right? Your, your, your prime minister. Oh, oh auntie Cindy. Auntie Cindy, I'm sorry, Aunt yeah, Cindy. Close enough. You got the front half instead. <laughs> Closes down the country. You guys are doing good, and then you get this inkling to go on trail. And there's this whole process and lead up. Um, and I'm not sure if if you were just like teasing everybody about going on the TA, um, but talk a little bit about that desire to get on trail and how you communicated that in your videos and on your posts. And you were really communicating a a struggle and a a tension there that I know I was feeling watching those videos about your decision to go on the TA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely um, came from a place of uh, authenticity uh, where I did really struggle to, um, yeah, make that decision. I think there was this, I guess there were conflicting feelings around it. Uh, you know, feeling like, am I wanting to hike this because I want to, or because I feel like I need to, uh, and is that off the back of, um, some, you know, very mild, uh, YouTube fame 
or whatever you want to call it, uh, is it that pressure that's pushing me to go do this or do I genuinely want this experience? And I think I struggled. I mean, I struggled even to answer that question for myself in the early stages of being on trail. And I think, but as time went on, you know, I started to realize, no, this is um, the perfect time for me to experience this trail and to gain this whole new appreciation for this country that I grew up in and often overlook as a place that I should explore just because I was born there. So, yeah, those feelings stayed for a a while, uh, but eventually the experience itself you know, drew me in and I was able to be a lot more present with it. Was there a a catalyst or kind of final straw that made you say, yes, I need to do this. I'm going to go do this. Or was it just kind of a slow process? Mm, I think because the seed had been planted and the more I talked about it and the more I said it out loud, the more real it felt. And the more real it felt, the less... I felt like I could go back on those words. Uh, I just felt like I'd been saying it aloud too many times to not do it anymore. And that's kind of how a lot of the decisions I make uh, end up, yeah, being made. (laughs) Just saying them out loud too many times. And so you make the decision, you go you make the videos to make the announcement that you're, you're, you're going on the TA. What did that process of preparation look like? Obviously you're home. Um, like I, I, I was thinking about it earlier today. Like for me to hike the PCT would look a lot different than me hiking the TA in that I'm literally going to be hiking right past my home, hiking past a lot of friends, homes, a lot of places I used to live on the West coast. So there's a lot of logistical things that will be much easier for me even compared to like the CDT or the AT, um, how besides besides the, the, the logistical, you know, easy for black and bear term, um, of hiking in your home country, how was getting ready for the TA different than the PCT? Hmm. I think I was probably, I will say, in hindsight, I can say, oh, I was a lot more relaxed, but I have recently been looking at the clips of me leading up to starting and I was not relaxed at all. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Logistics, like you said, that definitely was a massive uh, factor in it just being a lot more easy to sort out uh, with preparation I think, hmm, that is a good, I think it was just the whole sense of being very familiar with where I was going. So not feeling uh, as nervous in the sense of, am I capable of walking this trail? And I probably mean that um, also in the context of, you know, worrying about animals and wildlife um and yeah factors that i was super unfamiliar with if that makes sense so i don't really know if i answered that question it it, it, it does it does make sense and 
because you've you've already got you've already gotten over the 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 fear of a through hike this idea you know oh there's bears out there and you know it's so far and can i hike you know 15 20 25 30 miles a day you know you know you can do that physically i mean being in your home country there's just this, this kind of relaxed nature to you but then you also took on the challenge again of filming and you even took that I don't, I don't think it was a Zion. I think it was a, a different. You took that dang gimbal with you for five hundred yeah, kilometers. Oh I my read. god! Um, the decision to to you talked a little bit of this on, on your on your vlogs. Um, the decision to go ahead and create was that even a decision for you, or is that just who you are uh, as far as creating some sort of content, some sort of film while on this trail? Oh, I mean it. It was definitely a. Um, it felt second nature, you know, it wasn't a, if I will film, it was kind of like, how will I do it differently? Uh, and yeah, that was, I think again, probably felt a lot of pressure. Uh, I mean, I know I felt a lot of pressure, even though I didn't want to admit it to myself or to anyone else, uh, that heading out there, uh, yeah, I was like, well, I want to make something about this experience but uh yeah going back to um you know hiking versus filming I think I've reflected a little bit more now and if I were to identify with one over the other I would probably say that I would identify with being and I would say aspiring aspiring filmmaker over being a hiker uh yeah first and foremost so that's probably where that sense of, um, I guess, yeah, desire to film that experience came from. So you you get on trail, and in the last episode, we talked about your family's reaction. You actually did a great job of, of talking about that on your YouTube channel. And um, so we, we'll go through that, but talk a little bit about the TA and what it is for those who don't know and what makes it different than another long trail anywhere else in the world and what's unique about it and just kind of gives a rundown of of what that trail is why it's important and what what it looks like compared to other long trails around the world Mm. i guess i mean my only uh comparison would be against the pct uh but yeah when i look at it as a through hike i often say that it is so much more than a through hike. And I mean that in the literal sense, you know, it's not just, um, you know, a single track wilderness trail. You are walking along a beach, you are going through forest, you are uh, paddling on a stand-up paddleboard because you literally have to um, get across this kind of stream area. Uh, You have to paddle down a river you know, there are sections that are kind of, that kind of encourage you to even bike them. So it's just a completely different experience um, versus the PCT. I kind of look at it now as more of, yes, it's a through hike and a long distance walk, but it's also a really beautiful way to travel the country slowly and meet a lot more people uh, than you would if you were to do a different kind of travel trip within New Zealand. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a whole cultural element to it as well, especially in the North Island. You just are exposed to so many more kinds of people. And the Trail Angel Network is also uh, becoming more established, which is really, really cool to see. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely um, probably more of an integration and celebration of uh, the Māori culture that we have here in New Zealand and some pretty cool historic sites that you walk past, uh, even um, paddling down the Whanganui, which was the first, I think, natural, uh, what do you call it, thing, <laughs> the first river to be granted uh, legal personhood. Uh, in the world. So it kind of, I guess that reflects um, on how New Zealand maybe views and tries to, I guess, preserve the land that we do have. And saying that, you know, we are, <laughs> we're also very much promoted as this clean green country to the world, uh, you know, and that's, the reality is a little different in a lot of places, especially down south, where there is a bit more pollution than you'd, than you'd hope. But I think maybe there's a little a little bit more intention uh, there as well. What would you say was your main? what was your goal in getting on the show? Did you have a goal when you got on the TA or was it just kind of whatever happens happens? Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, it's always to have a new experience. And I think putting myself out of my comfort zone and having, yeah, a different and new experience is going to change my perspective on the way I view myself, the way I view this country, uh, so that's always the first thing for me. Uh, secondly, yeah, I wanted to, you know, be able to share the story of the trail. Um, there's some, I forget what the saying is, something like, uh, something around, you know, learning a lesson and then sharing it. Um, I also wanted to be able to, provide some insight into whatever happened on that trail uh, and whatever the trail experience looked like because I just felt like even, you know, within New Zealand, a lot of Kiwis don't even know about this trail. Uh, they don't know that it goes past their backyards. And I think, I mean, yeah, I want to share it globally, but also uh, within New Zealand, I'd, I'd love to be able to uh, share that experience that is like a, a little bit more accessible than something like uh, the PCT. It's funny how that isn't, it's even on the PCT. I was, I was at REI yesterday and there's a PCT hiker there. He had a sign and a security guard came up to him and said, Hey, we don't allow homeless people to hang out here, which is another, another issue on in and of itself. Um, and he was trying to explain to him, I'm, I'm not a homeless guy. I'm trying to get back to trail. And I had to go up the security guard like, yeah, there's this huge national scenic trail that runs right by us. And it's the piece and I had to educate the security guards. Like he's out here by REI trying to get right back to the trail. That's perfectly okay. You can please leave him alone. Um, and it's oh weird how we, we have, we have these, these huge things running right by us. And I, and I didn't even know 
my first hike when I started hiking was along the PCT along Hobart Bluff and I didn't even know I was on the PCT till I got home and so amazing that we don't these things are biased and we we just don't know it Mm. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's weird to think about and that you have this 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 trail that runs the, the length of your country um and people don't know about it and so we have in america we have three that mm-hmm. basically run the length of our country and people still don't know about it yeah i mean i guess you know you look at it and you realize uh it is like pretty niche and you definitely need to be in a position uh i guess of privilege to be able to even head out on those trails. Mm -hmm. So if you're not quite in that situation, then it's not even going to be something you think about. But yeah, I mean, even just knowing about it, um, I think is important, you know, especially when you're so close to it. And I think maybe more specifically to TA is that before this year, you know, I think I was told that the percentage of international hikers on Te Araroa was maybe like, uh, 70% and uh, it was like 30% Kiwi who were out on trail, um, which is kind of crazy to think that more people would come from overseas and walk it than people within New Zealand. So that was, uh, although this year was a little bit different uh, because obviously the borders were closed, so uh, a lot more Kiwis are out there. But yeah, I think it is, yeah, it's interesting that we always kind of seek what's uh, beyond our own little area. You know, it's that whole thing of the grass is always greener. You want mm-hmm. to go somewhere else, go elsewhere um, versus kind of appreciating what you have right in front of you. So you're, you're on trail um, for several months and I know you're, you're working on videos, so I don't want you to give away the story of the trail but what was the overall ex- experience like not only hiking your home country which we've talked about that but just this compared to the pct what was this like was it comparable was it just a new experience was it pluses and minuses just kind of go over the two minute rundown of what was it like to, to, to actually hike this thing kind of prime us for what you're going to end up putting out on youtube Hmm. I think I tried to very early on let go of any expectations I had for the trail because I knew I wouldn't have the same experience I had on the PCT and probably not as much of a kind of transcendent experience, you know, if you will. Uh, I mean, I even put it in, you know, the beginning of my PCT film, it's like, uh, they say your first through hike is like your first love. And I think you can't have that same experience uh, with your second one. So very early on, I tried to let go of those expectations. And I think because the trail was so different, it was very easy to see that, okay, this is going to be a completely different experience. Uh, So you want me to explain what the i guess terrain was like uh the, the overall experience of, of the trail not so much the terrain but just overall mm. was it was it positive was it life-changing was it like damn i never want to do that thing again you know <laughs> yeah i think i mean it's always going to be a net positive for me there were definitely uh you know ups and downs and 
But no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I met some really great people and people I ended up spending pretty much the whole trail uh, with them. And uh, yes, so made these really great relationships with people. Um, and oh, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, well, I, I, as you're, 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 you've been off trail for a little bit now. And you're you're beginning to put out content. You got a new computer now. You're, I this time last year I had a 2011 Mac, so I totally feel you on the pain there. Um, but you're you're getting ready to to, to to prep making these these videos, whatever you end up making, whatever it ends up looking like. Um, and you said earlier you you, you define yourself more as a, a filmmaker than a hiker. What would be the overall kind of pitch line you'd want to tell about this experience what is the the ta was blank for me hmm that's a that's a good question uh let's see the thing is i wouldn't say that it had as much of i guess a perspective shifting life-changing feeling that I had experienced on the PCT because you know that opened my eyes to this whole other world uh I think the TA was very grounding grounding for me I think does that make sense? Does that, does that yes, work a, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, it just made me feel very, uh, I guess, at peace with being here uh, and where I am kind of in my life. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, I finished the trail. I was just counting the months in my head. Uh, I think I finished the trail about five months ago now. And I think that's probably why my memories are a little rusty. Uh, and also, like you said, you know, just got a new computer. I've had, you know, some life things happen and haven't really been able to uh, work on anything. So I've just started going through them and I've been making some other videos, but nothing really showcasing everything I experienced out there. Uh, and so I've been able to start kind of rejogging my memory of everything that happened. And it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty insane to look back. And I'm very grateful though. At the time I probably wasn't super stoked with how much I was filming. Uh, very grateful to be able to look back at these. I think, especially the early days, I think I struggled and I think I always will struggle with early days on trail and filming and balancing you know, enjoying the experience versus filming it. So mm -hmm. I know that the early days I have so much more footage that I definitely didn't need. And as it gets further down, I have, I can sense I've nailed it a little more in terms of the balance. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited to go through them and put something together. So kind of shifting gears here a little bit from the TA into just being a filmmaker who who loves the outdoors um what is that tension like and you've talked about it a little bit experiencing the trail 
and still wanting to capture that moment. And you, you've, you've got, you've got tools that help you do that. You talked about your peak design clip and um, the DJI Osmo pocket, which I will say just talking to hikers here locally, um, the peak design clip and the DJI Osmo pocket, both those companies need to give you lots of money. Cause you're the reason people have bought them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What? <laughs> like, like seriously, people are like, Oh, I saw Elena. I saw Elena. And, then, <laughs> and so like, you need to, you need to get some sort of sponsorship with them because you know, I, I've reached out to peak design myself and they, they don't email me back peak design. Um, Cause <laughs> a lot of people get those can that camera and that clip because um, you, you had it and it worked for you. We mm-hmm. talked about how you have those tools and it enabled you to do it because your camera's out it's there but what about that tension of experiencing the trail and filming and when when was the right time to put your camera down yeah i think i've become uh, begun to understand more that you know you cannot be fully present uh anytime you pull your camera out because you're focusing on something else. And so, yeah, it is about um, finding that balance of, you know, knowing when to prioritize the moment versus uh, prioritizing capturing something. And I think something I think I talked about recently was, uh, you know, learning and realizing what your priorities are. Do you want to just capture something that you can, you know, put together for yourself, share it later, or is your goal uh, to make a film? Is your goal to, uh, you know, become known for that, I guess? Uh, and if it is, maybe you might spend more time. If not, just, yeah, placing ex- uh, placing the priority on the moment is always going to, um, should always outweigh uh the you know goal of maybe filming something I mean and when it comes to what how to know you know I'm still figuring it out and I think it will always come down to your own intuition uh I think you know maybe having an idea of particular shots you want always helps so you can capture them and then okay chill out and not worry about it because you're like cool I got those things done so maybe it's a balance of pre-planning and um yeah listening to the intuition i want to talk a little bit about you being a filmmaker uh, as opposed to a hiker i mean you are as someone who adores films went to film school at 35 because he just loved film so much I, i see what you're putting out and i'm just in awe of it and i've watched some other stuff you did that um that wasn't hiker related. You're, you did you did a video about your your faith journey, which was really really impacted me because I had gone through a similar experience. And your ability to tell a story, um, I haven't seen anyone do what you are doing. What inspires you to create those stories? I know with with documentary type filmmaking, a lot of it, you know, you can plan your shots, you can go into an area plan one thing and something completely different happens and really a lot of it's written in the edit but what is your creative process look like when you create something whether you know it's a personal film or one on hiking what does that process look like for you hmm. well firstly thank you <laughs> thank you for the uh, compliment um what does the process look like i think uh 
I mean, when I'm making something, I kind of just want to impress myself. You know, I think about what would I want to watch? What would I actually just, um, you know, give my time to? Uh, and, you know, sometimes I'll keep in things that I probably wouldn't want to watch and cringe a lot at myself. But, uh, yeah, I think probably my motivation comes from uh, wanting to tell the stories and maybe provide representation uh, that my younger self would have loved to see and hear the stories of. What, what inspires you to do that? Or are there, are there other filmmakers or films or, or just things that inspire you to create? Uh, I mean, yeah, and a whole array of um, films and documentary and uh, audio Lord books. Of the, Lord of the Rings doesn't count books. because <laughs> so that's a gimme. That's a gimme. Three, three films on that list. Uh, and I actually listened to a um, like a Lord of the Rings breakdown podcast while I was walking the TA. It was, it was too much. It was great. I loved it. Uh, but what inspires me um I mean yeah it comes from that I guess desire to just um share stories that I haven't seen before and probably just yeah selfishly again comes from that desire to tell these stories that uh I would have loved to have seen when I was younger just so I could um see that you know there are other kinds of lives that people live out there. Um, yeah. I don't know. How has doing this, creating films for YouTube and doing documentary, how has it changed you uh, personally as a hiker, as a creative? How has this, this process from every all the work you've done, how how has it changed you? Hmm. I think it's probably just made me uh, reflect a lot more on the experiences that I've had. You know, I have this uh, time to be able to sit in front of my computer and go back through these experiences that I've had. And, you know, in the long run, in the long term, it's probably not the best thing for you to constantly be looking at your own life that you've just lived. Uh, but, yeah, it's given me, I guess, more time to reflect and um, realize what is important to me and what I want to prioritize you know, to live a happy life. I think, you know, that's what we all want. Um, and yeah, I still very much am, I would put myself in the aspiring, um, like filmmaker category, but it's, I guess, really great to have, you know, this kind of North star, if you will, to work towards and feel that sense of purpose. So do you feel like you're going to be locked into documentary filmmaking or, or or is narrative scripted something you'd ever want to get into? 
I honestly have no idea. <laughs> like, um, I, you know, I have this, you know, love and passion to tell stories, but who knows, you know, I might just, you know, take a, I know I've been talking about like, yeah, a filmmaker, yada, yada. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it comes from this desire to tell stories and in whatever capacity, capacity that it is, uh, I'll be happy. So yeah, I, <laughs> I have no idea. And I think that's something I'm learning to become, you know, more at peace with is that it's okay not to know. It's okay to be in your late twenties and <laughs> still be figuring it out, which is something I was told, um, on trail this year by one of the hikers I was hiking with, he was like 20 and he turns to me and he says, wow, it's been so great hiking with you, Tip Tap. You know, I've learned that it's okay, even in your late twenties to have it not figured out. <laughs> and oh, it was wow. like a complete backhanded compliment. I was like, I'll take that. Oh, I'll God. take that. <laughs> I'm in my uh, late thirties and I still don't know what I'll be when I grow up. <laughs> And I think that's, you know, a misconception we all have is, you know, that we're going to have it figured out at a certain stage and that people do have have it figured out. But reality is not many people do. Probably nobody does. I don't know. And you you really are a prolific storyteller, Um, especially we talked to several people who understand you know, documentary filmmaking. One thing they always comment on is your choice and use of music. when you create your films the music mm. just seems to really just bring out i mean even this show has even stolen a song i, I went on music bed i found it you use music bed i, I found this song that. i, I stole I, 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 the intro song i stole from you and I, I've admitted that i've had people come online like, you just stole that from tip top i'm like yep i i make no qualms i've mentioned that several times in the show that intro song is thanks to elena no problem at all uh, uh, and I, I will i will own that but what how has how does music um get into that process for you and the choosing of music because that's a huge part of of what makes your your film so compelling and it's not that you write the music and anybody can go and get a music bed or you know one of the one of the uh stock music places and find music and put it on there and sometimes you watch a video on youtube like that's a great song it doesn't fit with what's on the screen but it seems like you kind of go through a painstaking process of of getting music on your on your films and videos what is that like and what's that process look like Mm. i think i always start from uh you know well firstly credit obviously we'll all go to the musicians who create the songs. I don't, don't actually make any of the music, but uh, yeah, in terms of kind of like finding tracks, I think fit, it always comes first and foremost from the, you know, the timeline of um, the video editing software that I'm using, which I've actually recently switched to DaVinci, which is insane for anyone who does video. Oh, how is that? I'm, I'm trying with um, that. I have, I have a client who insists that I use that because they're shooting on black magic and that. Decide, okay, no, how, just, how is that? <laughs> it's a lot smoother with 4k footage on um the apple the new m1 chips it's Ooh. um yeah it's buttery smooth and i don't have to create proxy files and i'm not oh, gosh. pulling my hair out and no it's great so if anyone you know i'm still i'm still learning how to use it because it is a little bit different but no it's great 
Sorry for all you non-film nerds. <laughs> I seriously wanted to know. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, in terms of finding the tracks, I mean, yeah, it always comes from the timeline and I'll, you know, see the kind of scene that's there and look at what I'm talking about, look at the, um, I guess, mood that I'm looking to portray and that's how I dive into the those uh, music subscription places and kind of just, yeah, think of um, I usually will type out you know, the words I'm thinking and just listen to a bunch. And, uh, I always, yeah, I always know when I've hit it and, uh, yeah, I go from there. What do you want people to take away from your, your stories and, in your films what do you want people to walk away and be is, is there a goal in mind or is it individual for each video for each film uh i mean i guess if you looked at like i guess uh the more informative and educational videos that i've made obviously hopefully some insight into whatever topic i'm mm-hmm. uh, covering uh, but uh i think Honestly, there's no like, you know, real, it's usually pretty laid out what the kind of messages or, you know, very easy to interpret. Uh, But something that I've discovered as a result of just like making and putting things on YouTube is that it isn't even necessarily about what I say. It's about seeing different faces uh on screen and that's something I've come away with and I've learned more and more is that it's very powerful to see someone who looks a little different doing something that historically or traditionally was not done by someone who looked like that and there is so much power in that and that's not something you know I've gone and intentionally but is a really really cool result of putting these stories out there so yeah that's uh something that does inspire me to keep going and what makes in your opinion what makes a good story I think, I mean, this is the most cliche answer, but it's, it comes from, um, you being genuine, you know, it's like, I think it's really easy to, uh, fall prey to creating things that, uh, are like everybody else's things because there's kind of a clear structure laid out or a clear way of doing it. But I think, the things that um, feel fresh and feel different come from the person recognizing that they can tell the story in a little bit of a different way, uh, and that often just comes from their own their own brain. So, uh, yeah. So you're off the trail now. Um, you're going through all this footage, and you know you've had. A lot of stuff going on at home and stuff. But as far as 
you know, professionally, what's the future look like for you? I know you got Alaska and Patagonia coming up. You got, you know, your, your peanut butter, your, your peanut butter sponsorship. Um, <laughs> you've been, you've just Dream been discovered. You, you've been discovered on Disney plus as a Disney child star. Um, you know, people are going through the Disney plus archives looking for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what is, what is the, uh, the future looking like for you as a, as a filmmaker and, and as a hiker? So I've recently been cast in Mulan 2. Uh, no. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, with those travel trips, I I dream that they will happen. You know, you never know for sure with the way the world is. So um, those are things to look forward to. Uh, and with my future i mean <laughs> honestly i i mean in this world who know. knows what could happen <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i guess right now like my biggest goals are um to be happy with where i am and look after you know my mind look after my body uh, prioritize the relationships that I have in my life, um, you know, in real life, not just on, in online life. And uh, I think as well as that, you know, professionally, um, put together something I'm proud of with uh, Te Araroa uh, and still unsure what that looks like completely and you know it might just be one one long film it might be a little series uh it might be both who knows <laughs> because i don't uh and yeah i think a couple other you know like dream projects that will take many years to work on um but for now those are kind of like the things that are driving me uh and to just, I guess, position myself to be able to tell more stories and not just my own. Because I am sick of seeing my face and hearing my voice. <laughs> Elena, thank you so much for coming on again and taking the time. Um, of course. Thank just, you for having me. And just inspiring me and, and, and so many other hikers and filmmakers and creatives. Um and I know you, you may not realize it, but you are making a huge impact um, just by your story, your storytelling ability and your, your vulnerability and your authenticity um, to put yourself out there. And so I just, I just want to thank you. Um, where can people find you, find your work, what you're doing? Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, still, still on the old YouTubes uh, that, under my name, Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Osborne, and uh, same on Instagram. Uh, I got a lot of shit for taking out the O in my Instagram handle, but it's Eleanor's Born. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the main places I'm posting things. I'm hopefully going to be posting a little more regularly, just uh, kind of informative kind of in a hopefully entertaining way, uh, videos about Te Araroa, especially for those who are interested in, you know, maybe planning for it. Um, so I'm putting some of those kinds of videos out. And Instagram, yeah, I post occasionally on stories and like maybe once a 
month on photos now. I don't know, you know, it's all, it's all, anyway, I'm rambling here, rambling. Um, yeah, th- those are the places. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming back on the Hiker Podcast, and we really appreciate you and, and what you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to walk away with a massive ego. I have to go visit my brothers who will, uh, yeah, bring it right back down. <laughs> Big thank you to Elena for coming on the show. And she's just been so cool to me over this last year and been so just gracious to come on the show again. Um, when I first started this show, she was the first guest I asked to come on. I couldn't believe she said yes. I mean, what we, this is a, it was a brand new podcast. She didn't know me from anything. I was a brand new hiker. Nobody in the hiking community knew me or who I was. And I just I'm so grateful to her and her inspiration through through her art and just how cool she's been so thank you elena for coming on the show make sure everyone you follow her on all the various social media networks uh, in the description of this episode you'll find out where you can follow her and check out all of her stuff also if you want to help me out you can help out our sponsors you can of course uh get some um products from Kanak Outdoors, like the carbon fiber cork trucking poles. And to get 10% off those carbon fiber cork trucking poles, you can uh, use the promo code HikerPodcast. And uh, I've tried to break those poles. I tried today to break those poles. I can't do it. I'm not saying they can send, uh, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm not saying they're unbreakable, but I'm saying I have not been able to do it with my best efforts. So anyways, they're great. I am actually super excited because PCT days are this week and I'm going to spend a few hours up at Cascade Locks and I get to meet in person, not just through the internet. Um, Gilad Nakmani, the founder of Kanak Outdoor. So I'm super excited about that. Also, if you want to win a year supply of CS Instant Coffee, you can buy some and use the promo code Hiker Podcast at checkout. We're announcing a winner of a year supply of uh, Instant Coffee next week, and then a month later we'll we'll, we'll announce another winner because they're just giving out coffee to everybody. It seriously is best Instant Coffee you'll find on the trail. So stinking amazing, and um, I'm actually taking it with me. I'm going up to uh, Portland Hood River and Cascade Locks uh, tomorrow, and that's what I'm taking with me for coffee because it's just that good i'm not even hiking I'm, I'm gonna do a little bit of day hiking like when i'm not working but like my morning coffee will be hot water and cs instant coffee because it's just that amazing so make sure you do that also if you want to help the show out you can go to the description of this episode and uh click on the patreon stuff and that helps us out big time also leaving a hiker podcast apple podcast review is huge but for all that information you can just go to hikerpodcast.com all that is there. You can email me with questions, concerns, gripes, complaints, or anything else. Just be nice, please. I'm very sensitive. Andy at hikerpodcast.com. You can follow me on all the various social media networks by the various social media networks. I mean, just Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes. Uh, guys, a little reflective here. I'm super grateful to all of you who have been so amazing and cool to me. Um, this week, so many opportunities have come about because of this show and how you've supported me and how you've supported others who've been on this show. And, um, I mentioned the top of the show, just like something I get to do this week. And, um, I, I, I get to, there, there are brands that want to well, care about my perspective that want to 
work with me and not just, you know, these little internet brands. I'm talking, you know, bigger brands in the hiking community, um, which I, I'm, I'm totally humbled by. And it's because you all have gotten behind the show, gotten behind me, haven't judged me for being a plus size hiker. And I have you all to thank for it. And I want to make sure I make that clear that every time you listen, every time you tell a friend about the show, every time you share it on social media, every time you support me by buying CS instant coffee or getting some trekking poles or, you know, becoming a Patreon or just sending me an encouraging message. It, it it's you're, you're a part of this journey I've been on. When I graduated film school over two years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. I was floundering. I just left a career and kind of jettisoned my whole life. Um, only thing that was the same was my wife and kids and they stood by me through it all. And through all that, I had no idea what I was going to do. And then I found hiking and I found the outdoors and then I was able to, I'm able to merge photography and media creation and podcasting, all things I loved before, all things I learned about in film school and and, and, in communication with the outdoors and hiking. And I've gotten to talk to some amazing people and got to know so many amazing people. And I'm so looking forward to going to the PCT days and meeting so many of you for the first time of social distance because COVID's a thing now here in Oregon again, but I'm just super excited and super grateful. So thank you to every guest who's been on the show. Thank you. Everyone who's listened. Thank you for everyone who's shared. Thank you for everyone who's sent me a note of encouragement. Thank you for everyone who's bought something from a sponsor because they saw it from me. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't believe 50 episodes, 51 episodes now. It's insane. And I have you all to thank for it. So just wanted to say thank you. Wanted to give my appreciation to you. Um, Yeah. So with that, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and every week for the last year of the hiker podcast. This is being lost and may I never be found. I'm staying.